Are you feeling like no one understands your struggles? That you're isolated and alone? Like no one has your back to support, encourage, or celebrate your wins with you? Well, let me personally invite you to join me in the Living Fearless Today Facebook group. Hey, we recently launched the group and are open to other men just like you who want to know their worth, value, and purpose to grow in confidence, find their worth, and appreciate their contributions. So if you simply search Living Fearless Today on Facebook, and uh, then just click to join us. I look forward to meeting you, seeing your growth, and the success you begin to experience in your life within this band of men. This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. And this week, I have my friend Jay Twining. Jay is a brand strategist, a dad, husband, just a man who is after increasing himself and others and being an encourager wherever he goes. And Jay and I had the uh, the opportunity. It was just an awesome time to talk over ribs, gosh, probably a year and a half ago before COVID came around. And Jay and I just have through other conversations along the way, you know, had a great time. We encourage each other. We're open. And so with that, I wanted to bring Jay to you. So if you would welcome and, and listen in on our conversation here, Jay, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh, thank you so much for the introduction. I'm, I'm doing really good. Uh, happens to be a nice sunny day, right? Nice sunny fall day. And uh, I'm really excited to be talking to you, you know, again, we, we do have a great, we developed a really great friendship over the years and just really, I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you joining me. Hey, if we could, can we start with where things are for you on the business side? What does it look like for you today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I effectively do three things. There's three things I do to generate income. So I happen to do some back-end CRM automation funnel building for a couple of select clients. That's really, and in, in the, in the motivation behind that is that I have a background in tech. And so putting together little pieces and, and, and making sure that the work flows so that people can hang out in their expertise, that's really what, what I like to do for people. Because that digesting, I have this idea, this process, this vision, and then saying, okay, well, these are the 10 discrete steps we can do to get a person from point A to point Z, right? That's, that's what I do there. So that's, I, that's automation implementation. And, and that's, that's been a good, a good time uh, being able to serve those folks. Um, and the next two are, are, are equal. I am a cheap, uh, let's see, how would we say that? I'm an integrator, which is sort of a operations manager slash marketing slash everything person. I'm a number two. I'm a number two for a, uh, a relatively large coaching company. 
and we are uh, we are in the process of scaling quite well. It's been a lot of fun. It's been um, hanging out on a much more deep strategic level, helping out that person, that team, really um, automate and streamline their overall fulfillment processes. So being able to deliver solid coaching to the largest amount of people. And then um, where I've been coming in a, a little bit harder, and one of the, the big reasons for that was to help more with the marketing and, and the project management, the product management aspect of it. Um, and so that's been really good. I've been doing that for, for a while. And then the final piece is uh, I am a brand strategist, and this is where I help a diverse number of people of all sorts, across all sorts of industries develop um, their story, uh, identify who they want to work with, identify how they show up in the world, and put together a anywhere from a one-year to three, three four-year plan to get them there. And um, this is across the board, men and women, multiple different industries. I've got investors, lawyers, um, insurance providers, uh, professionals looking to transition, coaches, <laughs> right? spiritual advisors, the whole deal. So that's, that's sort of where, where I'm going. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I do. It's, it's very fulfilling and I get to show up for people in a big way. Yeah. And it, in it, you're a geek, you and I both, man, <laughs> we're, we're geeks. Geek. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where, where a lot of what we've talked about has resonated before is because we got each other yeah. and our backgrounds had some overlap, but we just enjoyed having conversations that were yeah. tech based, but also that were like personal based, right. Personal yeah. growth. And so the overlap there just created some amazing conversations. Yeah. Well, if we could, what does it look like for you on the personal side? How do how does uh, how does family look for you? Oh, super good. So I'm married. I have I have a young one. I call it the little one. Uh, we've been married for yeah. So our tenth anniversary was over COVID. So we're we're kind of timing that out. So we've been married together for eleven years and. If you're superstitious, we've been together for 13. Uh, I don't believe any of that. Um, but it has been um, incredibly fulfilling. Uh, we have, um, I would say at this stage, we put a lot of work together. Like we put a lot of work into our marriage. Um, we've, you know, we've gone to a handful of like marriage, like events and conferences. We've, we've done, um, marriage counseling together. We don't do it anymore, but we, we have regular check-ins and, and we hold each other accountable. Um, my daughter is, she's in fourth grade. She's nine turning 10 this year. So if you're familiar with that age, it's, it's a wonderful age to be at. Uh, the, the, way that I, the way that I've come to, to recognize this time is that she is becoming more and more who she's going to be. She's much, she's leaving the kid that like she's leaving the child she's growing into the next stage and uh, because she's a daughter you know there's that other thing that's coming up in the next couple of years that we're gonna have to <laughs> to to learn and, and navigate and, and my wife and i are starting to have those conversations now so it's um uh that's very good um what else so that's the family life um you know I'm, I'm a christian so i meet with my pastor once a week and that's been that's been very good we've been um working through the old testament so we got through we're working our way through Leviticus and we're learning about tents and outfits and rituals and stuff like that. Um, going back to the new Testament here pretty soon. Um, so that's pretty good. I need, I need a break. I need a break from the old Testament going back to going back to the J talk. Uh, what else? 
I practice Taekwondo, which is incredibly fulfilling. I've, I've done sports, that kind of activity all the time. And I find that in particular as a man, that having a physical outlet has been something that whenever I've been the most successful in my life, I've had a physical outlet. So, um, and I have a trainer, so I'm doing, I'm weightlifting and personal training and I'm doing, and I'm kicking things for fun. So that's, uh, and that's just like, we could, I could talk about this for a, a while, but that's where I'm going to leave it. Sounds good. I was going to say, I know you stay busy, man, just, mm. but you're also very aware of where you, your involvement is, right? What you're doing right. and why. And so we've, we've had conversations about that before, but I love the way that you're just like, okay, I've got this going on and, and you're looking to see like, how do I maximize my time and make right. it so that it's filling and healthy for you? It's not just life's happening to me, but, but you're guiding it, directing it. But I think, so. I think we'll, and we'll talk about this a little bit as well as we get going, but I, I also believe in, you know, I'm, I'm leading from the front, you know, the moment you become a father at the absolute moment you are leading from the front. Like my, my children, my, my child, she is going to mimic some of the things that I do, you know? And I think that any, any dad, any father understands this, that it, it usually shows up in language. That's, that's where we first see it. But um, you know, if, if I'm out there and I'm getting after it and I'm enjoying life, like that's right. And I'm enjoying life, then um, chances are that, my child will get after it and enjoy life and be intentional about it too. How did you come about discovering that? Like that you're setting like a pattern or like a path almost for, um, for your child, for your daughter. Like how did you come to that realization? Um, unconsciously I had a, a French professor and, uh, when I was in college and she told me about this time where she was really young, like really young, probably around my daughter's age, probably a bit younger. And she, she would watch her father shave. And it was this foreign thing. Like it's a child doesn't understand. Like the child doesn't, doesn't understand what's going on. Why are you shaving? Right. Um, and so she, she told the story about how she had tried shaving, like nothing bad came of it, but she had tried shaving and just these experiences and stuff like that. And once I had my daughter, I, I remembered back to that conversation that she, my professor was watching her father and mimicked, wanted to see what her father was experiencing. And um, I think if we use the, you know, the idioms, you know, the apple doesn't fall, for, fall far from the tree, these kind of things, um, I recognize number one, I saw a lot of the behaviors and personality that my mother and father had in me. And I was able, because I was looking for that, um, being kind of a more introspective person myself and spending the time and the investment to improve myself, improve my surroundings, that I was able to identify, oh, this is what, this is what my dad did. I, I, do I want, do I not want, right? This is what my mom did. Do I want, do I not want, right? And um, you know, in fact, in one of the most important decisions I made in my life was when I decided, oh, I don't want to be like my dad in, in this way. So when my daughter was born, um, uh, I had been estranged from my dad and, um, I didn't really have a relationship with him. So it had been a long time, probably 
five, 10 years since I had spoken with them. And I, I wanted to, I just had this desire to connect. I just had this desire to, I think I, I didn't want a relationship again, because it, like, it just been that far. But I think just to kind of to reach out and just say, hey, you know, like, like I'm alive. Um, you know, like, I think the way that I justified it to myself at the time was your line is continuing. Like I'm, I have a child. Um, this is what's going on for me. You know, I hope you're alive. <laughs> Those kind of conversations. And, um, and so it was my sister and I, and we were looking and we just, we, we couldn't find him. It was just really, it was really weird. So this would have been in 2012. We couldn't really find him. And, um, and we found out like a couple months later that he had died alone. Like, um, he had, you know, he had passed and, and I, uh, it took me a long time to process it. Like it's still like, um, I always think of for a father figure, my biological dad, it was, there's a hole that this relationship that never existed for me. And then I don't, I don't really even have outside of me, my remembrances from being really young. I don't have an adult relationship with my biological dad. And, um, and I remembered like one of those big decisions for me was I, I don't want that. I don't want to not have, I don't want to be the dad that's relatively common. 40% of children in the United States grow up without a father in their life. So two out of five, two out of five kids in school. So if your average classroom size is 20, right, that's eight, eight of 20 don't have a relationship with their dad. And, um, that was kind of this thing where I said, you know, don't want, <laughs> like, yeah. not want fire. I want to be around. And, um, and I think from, from then until when I left corporate America, I was confronted with a lot of, a lot of situations where I had to decide, all right, is this the life that I want? You know, um, at the time I was working in video games and if you, if you know anything about working in the industry, there's a lot of crunch. It's very similar to working in, um, uh, the movies, entertainment industry, right? You have high intensity, lots of hours. And, and during those high intensity, lots of hours, I mean, you know, when my daughter was an infant, it was like, I'd come home, sing her lullaby and put her to bed. That's all that I would see of her. And that was me getting up early to make sure that I had time to come home, that I could come home at the night and the evening to at least put her to bed. And, um, you know, I, I think when I think about where I'm at today and leaving that environment, leaving because I've, I've been self-employed like in this position working remotely now for six years or so and uh i had to, that was the decision i made it was how how can i be present that like really at the end of the day is how can i be present and my daughter's first day of school i dropped her off at the bus i have some pictures of that it's um it's on my website on my about page <laughs> you can see and um and i picked my daughter up from from school you know like I'm here, I'm here. She comes home. I'm here. We hang out for, you know, half an hour, an hour every day, right in the middle of the day. And, uh, that was, that was intentional. Like I, I think one of the, when I do this sometimes it's, Hey, that's what I wanted. And I, so I went and I created it. Yeah. And I think that's that intentionality is, is vital. And what so many of us don't do that, then we get down the road and there's a frustration that builds up of, Hey, uh, this has still been going on you're talking about you took you made a conscious decision to 
to look at what do you not want to pass on and what do you want to pass on? How do you want to show up? Um, was that, was that something that, that has always been a part of what you did or was that something that developed over the years as you, you poured into yourself and became more self-aware? Intentionality has always been a big thing for me. However, I think as I've gotten older, like as I, I think older is not even the right word. I would say as responsibility on myself has increased, um, they've gone, the intention has gone from a general, like general back here values direction to specificity. And I think that that specificity has been, uh, has been really valuable in sort of, you know, the yes, no list kind of thing. Uh, so the best way to explain this is I knew when I was young, it was just, uh, when I graduated high school, my, my principal said carpe diem and it just, it just stuck with me, you know, carpe diem, carpe diem, like go, uh, seize the day. Uh, you only, uh, YOLO, YOLO is the modern version, right? YOLO, uh, um, not, not in a destructive way, but just like, Hey, like it's out there. Like life is out there. Life is this horse that's running by you and it's up to you to grab the reins. Right. And, um, so I had an opportunity when I was in college, it was just coming up and then I was in, I was in French class. And then one of my, one of my mentor professors said, Hey, you should go study abroad, go live in France for a while. And so I did. Cause I was like, yep, please today I'll go do that. And so I just, I just did it right. Put my, pushed my, my graduation date back six months. And I went and I lived over in France and, um, learned a lot, had a really great time. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, a lot of that has been, Hey, there's this opportunity that's in front of you, go ahead and take it. And it was, and I, I consider that when I, when I think of the very broad intentionality, it was more of a, am I facing the right direction? Am I like the horizon point is over there? Is my path, is it leading over there? Is it leading to how I see myself? Um, but I, but I really think that it, it became that more focused intention became much more honed when, when it, when I realized that there were people outside of, like when I, when I recognized that I wasn't the most important person in the universe, right? I might experience everything as the single, that, that singular point. But when I realized that there were other people that were counting on me, that, that's a, I don't know, counting on me, that they wanted me around, that my actions had second and third order re, like impact on them, that I realized, hey, you know, it's time to, to be much more specific about it. And so that's, you know, you know, I mentioned everything. It's like, that's, that's one of the big reasons why I left video games. And it was just the average video game person is putting in, like, they're, they're always crunching. I have some colleagues that have been doing it for longer than a decade, you know, sometimes 15 years, 20 years. And um, right when I left, right when, I, when I finally made the decision, right, I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I reconnected with an older colleague of mine. And he told me, yeah, I'm, I'm still crunching. We're still crunching once on a project. And I said, I said, why haven't you guys figured that out yet? Like, it's been, you know, like, you've got kids now. Like, like I get it. Like, I get it. Right. I, I get the creative, like, and, and there's a lot of positive justification for it. Right. It's a passion project. You know, if you actually want to put it in there, it's there. But then there's the other side where it's like, look, time is something you don't get back. My dad died and I hadn't seen him for 10 years. 
there's no time. There's nothing that can happen there. There's no recording. There's no no video tool. There, there's nothing that can happen that can bring back that relationship. That the time that I invested in something else instead of being around for my daughter when she was an infant, like I don't I don't get that time back with her. And so and so I like I so it came into focus right once I was like oh here's this other little person and then. Even beyond that, because I think that every father as well and husband hits this point where it's like, oh, like this isn't just like the long-term dating thing anymore. This is my partner in life with my wife. <laughs> I actually want to be around her, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, ten, twenty hours in the office just wasn't worth it. So, what do you think was like the strength? Because you, I can't imagine. Because I know, like in IT, it wasn't an unknown variable to any of us when we're working on those projects that, hey, the deadline has been too short. And so we're going to be the ones making the sacrifice to have this project go live, you know, for it to be released. What is it that you were able to pull from or that that was different about you than the, the folks you're working with that, you know, like you said, 10 years later, they're still there. That realization of what that life requires isn't like something that's being missed, but, but you've got something for you that in light of your dad passing, your daughter being born, that it triggered. And that I would imagine drew from something inside of you. What, what was it that's different? That's a good question. When I was in college, I used to work at a, hmm, I used to work at a summer camp and it was super camp learning forum. And it was academic skills for kids plus personal development. And I was never, I think I had what you would describe as joie de vivre. So I always had a desire to ex- just experience life kind of like in an extroverted kind of way. Um, and I think because of the various efforts and I read, I read a lot, like not bookwormy because I did sports and all this other kind of jazz, but I spent time in here and I was able to learn from other people. And one of the things that I read a lot of was comics, science fiction, fantasy. And there's always a point where there's always a point where the hero has to look back, like look at where they are and step into the unknown. Uh, If we want to talk about Christianity, Abraham has to be called by God to go to the different land. He has to have that courage and find it within himself to go to, to that space. Luke Skywalker has to be called, has to like, and very definitively loses his, his family and has to, and calls in this call to the rebellion with his mentor. But even it's not even to the rebellion. He says, I want to be a Jedi like my father, right? Like, I want to be, you told me of this person that I don't have a relationship with. I want to be like them. And so I think that it was just, um, I think it just stuck. (laughs) Like, I think studying Spider-Man, all these great science fiction stories, even, you know, Sigourney Weaver in the Alien story, some like foundational movies for me, just these people that were just confronted with fear and had to just decide, okay, there's fear and danger, right? In we're used to seeing these people in dangerous situations, our superheroes, Ripley from Aliens, right? Incredibly dangerous situation, but doing it anyways, right? And I think that um, 
gosh, I think I'm just describing a lot of the things around it. I played sports, right? So like in sports, it's when you're performing, you just, you got to do it. And so I, I, I think this is just kind of an area where I'm just, I don't even know if, I think I would have to go back and do some work on myself to figure out what that is. But I think, I think honestly, there's just some situations where I know, oh, okay, well, that's what I want to go do. Sure. It'll be hard. Okay. It's hard to score a goal if you're playing hockey. I'm going to go do it. I'll go figure it out. Right? I want my team to win. I'm going to go do it. It's, it's hard to learn. It's hard to learn how to catch a football. I played football. Like I was a receiver. So um, it's hard to learn how to catch a ball and run down the field and get hit. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's got to learn how to do it. And so with all these different things, um, all these different elements, it was just recognizing when I think it would, I just, I think I just figured I could do it. I just had this thing. I was like, yeah, I can go figure that out. And, and I had all these people and characters, fiction that I looked up to that just did it and, and they weren't afraid. And I think that's the, um, <laughs> in Canada, there's a character that I loved when I was really young and it was this little chihuahua and it was these t-shirts. It was no fear, K-N-O, K-K-N-O-W, no fear. And it was just, and I just remember it. Like, I, I, didn't ha- I didn't have the knowledge for it. So I was like, hey, mom, what does this mean? <laughs> what it's it's not i was like it's not spelt right <laughs> you know like and and it was really and when she described it to me it was really just a um uh in order to be courageous you have to know that you're afraid like if you're doing something and you're not afraid of it you're not being courageous you're just i mean you know it's, it's a different you're pulling on a different motivation there you're pulling on something different um but knowing uh you know going outside of your, your comfort zone and just hanging out there that's I just, I just know fear. I just would, would do that and know that, acknowledge it as fear. Um, now, mind you, I'm, I'm not saying go and be dangerous. Uh, you know, I, I listen to, I, every once in a while, if I want to really be very grateful for where we are, I'll go listen to a Jocko Willenick podcast and go listen to the, the, the war stories. And I'm really grateful that um, I wasn't a warrior. I didn't have to go through that. And I'm very grateful to them for, for recognizing that they could go have that dangerous adventure. Um, you know, the most that I ever had to deal with was fear. So, so many of us will think like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger like Jay did. I'm going to step out. Did you find that everybody that was, you know, like your coworkers, your family, you know, friends, were they all supportive or, you know, were there voices that were like, what are you doing? You're pulling out and doing something that, that doesn't make sense. I mean, like, what was the reaction around you? I think, um, I was exceptionally privileged in that most of the people that were around me understood what I was trying to accomplish. Um, it does. I would not say that it was easy. I uh, just as a data point for people that are leaving a career uh, for at least three years after I left corporate. So after I went from, you know, eighty-five a year, I was earning less than ten for three years straight. And it was, uh, I think, on the ways that men show up provider is a, is a big one. And um, so that was really hard. Um, however, I learned a tremendous amount in that time about um, I was developing business and sales and marketing acumen at the time. Um, so that was really good. But um, folks were like my in-laws, my parents or very supportive. Uh, I think that a lot of folks 
a lot of folks didn't always get why I would leave. There's a lot of people that I networked with and met along the way. They were just like, well, why don't you just go get a video game job? And just like, I heard that message all the time. It's like, oh, you've got, you've got 10 years, why don't, like a decade. You're still young. You know, I was in my 30s at the time. You're still young. Why don't you go do it? I was like, well, I said, well, I'd, I'd like to pursue something different. I talked earlier about facing the wall, right? You're either you're facing the wall, you're facing the horizon, right? And I knew that I want to find something different for myself because I went from making a decision for myself and I knew that I was now making a decision. It's kind of funny how I'm describing this. I'm still making a decision for myself, but what I wanted was to be a family. What I wanted was a relationship with my children and I wanted a relationship with my wife and I wanted it for more than like an hour a day. <laughs> you know. And um, I, think, I think a lot of people, if I was going to describe it, I think a lot of people, what I've seen, they're not willing to let themselves have what they want or they're just not willing to work for it. And I don't say that in a critical way. I, I think it's incredibly difficult to, to, to get out there and decide you want something new for your life. And you, you've got to create that when you have um, folks, circumstances, environment around you that might not be that. Um, something like, isn't it like 90% of businesses close after a year, right? The vast majority of us as men when we're leaving something stable, we go into consulting or coaching or right, like some sort of entrepreneurial pursuit in that way. And the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> like, it is a long, long game. Right. And I, I think, um, so I think I was very privileged to, 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 to that. Um, but I think as well, like, I think like time and circumstances make it if you don't have the environment, right? So if you don't have the environment around you, there are, I'm, I'm looking at my, my libraries over here. There are books and people that can, um, that can help you. Uh, a couple of years ago, and I, I wish I knew more about it when I was younger, learning about the Stoics, like just the, the things that, you know, specifically, because I know, I know the most about Marcus Aurelius, the, the stuff that he did and, and how he held himself accountable to be the best that he could be to um, like, literally like be the best that he could be. Like if that's, if I was going to describe Marcus Aurelius, he was like, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be a poor, like, I don't want to be a poor human being, not in a financial sense, but like poor human being, right? I want to be a great person. Um, and he happened to be a great person. 2000 years later, we're still talking about him. <laughs> right. You know? Uh, so um, yeah. Environment is, I, you know, I, I, I think I would say that. I think that, and there are, there are, I mean, there were so many moments where, I mean, I put out thousands of resumes, like even while I was building, it was like always hedging, always hedging the bet, like firing off resumes, firing off job applications, still networking, still doing the same thing. And um, I really feel like things aligned, if that makes sense. Um, gosh, that's getting super, super spiritual, but I definitely feel like the universe conspired to give me this, the, well, at least, what, at least the, the life I'm enjoying right now. I get, I get it. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. 
grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. So if somebody's facing the wall, like you talked about, you know, and going, I, I just don't feel like I can get through this. What would you say to help them scale that wall to then see that horizon that, uh, where they're just like, I don't, I don't see any other way, you know, like maybe it's the guys that 10 years later, they're still, you know, in that crunch time in the video games or, you know, maybe it's something like, you know, with their family, you know, you and I have a similar story of, of putting up a boundary around our dad. It's like, you know, how do you, how do you scale that wall when maybe you, you haven't learned how to build a ladder? You know what I mean? That, that that's something that you didn't glean from your, your dad or those that you were around before. How do you, how do you do that? I'm going to go through a couple different parts about what I would talk about. Um, I don't even know if it's really Abraham Lincoln that said this, but he said, if, if, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I would spend four hours sharpening my ax and two hours chopping. And so my first question would be, how are you better than you were yesterday today? Right? Like, what are you doing? That would be, that would be the first question. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even engage with the vision yet. What are you doing today? What are you doing today to improve yourself? Or did you do, are you doing, let's, let's go bottom, right? Did you do one push up? Did you do one sit up? How many glasses of water have you had today? Did you, are you cutting out the things that are bad for you? The things that you know are bad for you? Are you still drinking pop? Get rid of the soda. Get rid of it, right? Do you, do you eat it, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken every day? Let's, let's talk about your, your eating habits. So I would, I, would, I would get to the point of the first thing would be, what are you doing today, right? There's the physical side and there's also the emotional intellectual side. Are you reading a book? And I say specifically, are you reading a book? And, and income isn't a question for that because we have libraries, right? We have libraries and we have the Gutenberg Project, right? So you have free resources online and you've got free books wherever you are. Um, and no matter where you are, there's going to be probably a dozen libraries around you. Right. So it's, it's, and it's, and it's really, it, it would just be start, start somewhere. That would be the first question. The next thing would be getting really specific about what do you want? Um, I think there's a lot of power in just having imagination about what could possibly exist for you. And, and for that, it's aim. I, I don't agree with the people that say, make it like, I understand for smart goals. I get that. But for dreams, you want to shoot for the moon so that you land amongst the stars. You want to be unreasonable with yourself, right? And so that would be it. What is your unreasonable dream? What's the thing that you, that if that was existed for you and that was your life, what would you, what would that be? Write it down. Um, And then after that, it would be, okay, if that's what you want, is that what you have right now? And then we would and then I would have them write down a, a couple steps. I think that the, I think that a lot of people have, um, they see these things as looking at themselves on top of the mountain, right? Their future self is this thing that's really far away, it's thirty thousand feet away, all this other kind of stuff. But what what 
you have to do is look at right in front of you. Uh, another very famous person, clouds and dirt. You have to be in the dirt. You have to be working on yourself right now. And then I would draw that circle for them. Are you, doing, are you improving yourself every day? Are you taking a step towards what you want every day? Because that's all it takes. It's all it takes. And no, I don't believe everybody, everybody is going to be a multimillionaire. I don't believe everybody's going to be a billionaire. I, I don't believe that. Um, I think it's possible. But I do believe that you can be happy in your own skin. And I think that's like, so when I think about those guys that are crunching, I think sometimes there's that confrontation of, is this actually what you want? Like, is, like, so for me, it's the, I'm fine with you having this life. If, you're, if you are fine with not having a relationship with your family for one month out of every year, like, if, that, if, if that's cool for you, and, and believe me, there's, I mean, think, I think about military families, right? Like if you're, if you're a, a deployed soldier, right, you're, you're, you might not be living with your family, right? But if, if you're fine and not in the, the weird acronym that comes out of that, but if like, if you're okay with where you're at and your lifestyle, awesome. Like that's like, that's great. Be in integrity. Actions, be, actions, belief, right? Be in integrity. Um, but it's if you're not. Like, if you're not, the question then is, okay, what are you doing about today? Not, what, not what's the plan, what's happening today? Because I, I think if we, if we call back to the fiction characters that we can learn from these other, these other people, they're, they're taking a step every day. Um, as, as a geek, My Hero Academia, they spent a lot of the first season just talking about a hero is somebody whose body reacts before their brain can. Are you just doing something? Like, are you just doing something? And if, and if, the worst, if the worst that happens from having this conversation with a person is that they just eat a little bit better, read a little bit every day, have a little bit more satisfaction in their life, I'm, I'm happy. That's like, that's me. You know, um, my decisions don't have to be your decisions and your decisions don't have to be my decisions. But if you're, if you're happy, you found joy and that's great. If you haven't, you can do something about that. Most definitely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Hey, I wanted to step back and you have, you have taken a different road. Like you're being intentional. Like we talked about with your daughter, with your wife, Mm -hmm. um, being a different father, right. That, that different husband, um, your dad passed away. And Mm -hmm. so there's not like that, um, that involvement, that guidance that we'd long for, you know, like as men, yeah, we'd love to have our dad, you know, engaged and involved. And that's not the story for you or I, and for 40% of the people, like you share the statistic, they're not in that same place either. So how did you, how did you get to being okay with it? Like you talked about being in your own skin, you know, like my father passed away and didn't want to reconcile. So that you know, I had to, to be okay with the, the responsibility, the aspect and, and my side of the equation. Mm. How did you go through that journey? Like yourself? Yeah. Good one. Uh, really, really great. There's a lot of saying about learning about other people. We, we spent a little bit of time about learning about other people that have walked down a path as we have in that wisdom is being able to learn from other people's successes and failures. And um, I think that 
when I was looking at, because I didn't have positive examples, I, I would decide what I didn't want. And I, and I think and it, it's, it's, it's odd because it, when I'm saying it, I think a lot of people, when they hear what I don't want, they think the world gets smaller. And when I was looking at people around me and my own experiences, and I said, oh, I don't want that. I was opening up, like my world was opening up. I don't want that. This world was opening up. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Oh, oh my goodness. And now all the, there's this, I've, I've cut away the brush. I've cut through the jungle and I've, I've hit this clearing of, well, if these are all the things I don't want, what does that leave space for? Right? Creativity, intention, kindness, not nice, kindness, speaking the truth, being an in integrity, showing up, being present, right? I was able to look at all these people in my life that weren't these things, right? Um, temperate instead of angry, uh, um, well-read, well-read instead of, I don't want to paint this bad picture, but well-read instead of just watching sports all day, right? Like, like all these different things that were, that were true for me. And um, I love sports. I just want to say that. So if you love sports, I love sports. I love soccer. I, I, I love soccer. I grew up on the soccer field. I love soccer. I will watch soccer all the time. Um, and if you have a thing with sports, please, please continue doing that. I'm, that's not, that wasn't my intention. My intention was saying, to the exclusion of everything else, this is what you do. Because it's very common for men to be, to be the football or the NASCAR or the rodeo or whatever sport or the golf or the tennis or whatever, whatever the vice is to just be that guy that sits on the, in the recliner, the age old thing, the guy in the recliner watching the thing with his beer at the end of the day, right? Like, hey, if that's who you want to be, again, it's integrity. Is this who you want to be and what you're doing? Are they aligned? Right. That's, that's what it is for me. And I think it's, um, that's, that's what, that's what's driving me here. When I'm cutting out the things I didn't want, it provides, it provided for me a roadmap, right? Uh, a GPS works by, you know, partially you could say that it, it routes the most efficient course to your location in real time, right? It, it, another way to explain that is that it's getting rid of all the ones that are really long, <laughs> right? So um, by looking at these relationships, again, and I think for me that, that foundational I think the foundational decision that I made with my, my dad, who I didn't have a relationship with, it was like, I, I don't want to not be present. I want to be there. Like, and so that's just like rope that I'm holding. It's like the, the, the horse that's running by and I'm holding those reins. Like, I just want to be here. I want to be there for you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to be, I want to know about you kind of thing. And that's, um, that curiosity is, is um, so is that, so I, I think that's one technique. Deciding what you don't want. I think the other side, and this is very common, is looking at other people that have some, something like that and following them as an example. I've always been a huge fan of Will Smith. I think he's got such a great perspective on husbandry. Uh, that's not the right word. Of husband and father. right? I think he's got this really great understanding of that. And he, like, I remember... Uh, it would have been around like enemy, enemy of the state time, right? Like early career, like men in black time, um, where he said, um, right around the matrix, he said, I, I learned how to speak uh, Jada, right? He specifically was in an interview and he said, I had to learn how to speak with my wife, right? And um, because we've been doing it for a bit, like in the Bible, new husbands have a year with their wife just to figure out how to be a husband, right? I, and, and so when it comes to 
if you don't have an example, there, there are. And the world, um, I, I, I say this one a lot. Take a quarter, right? I, I, don't have a, I don't have a quarter here, but I have a coin. Take a quarter and look at the quarter. Feel the quarter. Get used to memorize what it looks like. Memorize the ridges, what it feels like in your hand. Picture it in your mind's eye. Like picture it in here. When you're out in the world, you'll see more quarters. So what you put in here, your intention is what you see in the world and who you and it's part a big part of who you become. So when I didn't have those examples, I was just trying to learn from other people. And and part of that was just pop culture, watching movies and oh, I don't want to be that. You know, and, and what I, well, you know what I saw a lot of, because it's very common in the hero's journey, I saw a lot of fathers redeeming themselves. And so I didn't necessarily say that, look, I, oh, I had to go do the self-sacrifice or do the thing. But what I realized was like, oh man, what would it look like if I didn't have to redeem myself? So I just asked myself the question, what would it look like if I didn't have to do this? What would it look like if, what would it look like if that was all the time, right? What if it, what if it looked like, um, what if it looked like if I went to all of my daughter's baseball games, you know? whatever she doesn't play baseball all of her skating things all of her like we do taekwondo together like all of her taekwondo things if i was just present for all that kind of stuff um i think it was just that like i was just flipping it on my head like i, I was just cutting away the thing that i didn't want and that and it just created space for something different it created space for what i could be right what i could be and so then it was just a matter of combining that with okay well what's my intention what are the values and then do my actions align with that so if i create all the stuff that's not my value. And then that gives me a, a, a framework for, for actions. Now what I have is I have myself in integrity. I have, I had this really great model that I built for myself. Um, I, and I think the other part is that there are healthy dads out there. When I got married, my father-in-law said to me, you now get to decide about your life and you now get to decide about your life with my daughter. He like, he had this, handing of the knife moment to me. He just called me into action. Um, and I know that's not normal for people, but there's going to be examples. Run away from people that re- run away from men that refer to their wives as the ball and chain. Run. They have nothing to give you. Like even jokingly, like they, they don't have anything to do. If, if what you want is a great relationship with your wife, run from them. Like cut them out. That's, that's not who you want around you. Um, if if, you, if, if there's other men in your life that don't have a good relationship with their kids, that are resentful for their kids for whatever reason, run away from them. Another great person, fire a loser friend, hire, like surround yourself, like in the world. We have, we are at the, we are in this platinum age. I'll say a platinum age. We are so lucky to be alive that if you look for it, there are great communities and resources out there for you that can help you paint a picture and help you become who, who you choose to be, consciously or unconsciously. That's what, so I, would, that's what I would do. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so as you've made these conscious decisions and you've been intentional and grown, how have you seen like the impact with like your wife and your marriage? And then as far as your daughter and the relationship as a dad, like what, is that, what does that look like? How, is, how has it played out as you've grown? Um, and engaged with them differently than the pattern that was set for you. I, I'll be honest with you. This is the first time I actually reflected on that now that you've, you challenged me on that. So because of my desire to choose the things in my life, I see that in my daughter. She says, I want to go do this. I want to have this. That's tremendously satisfying. 
it's tremendously satisfying. Even, even, and, and what I realize is that I'm satisfied, even if I disagree, no, we're not going to have candy right now. No, we're not going to do this. No, we're, no, we're not going to go to the candy store, but she's expressive. She, she has a space where she can make the decision for herself and she's expressing what she wants. And I, I, I hope that I, I, I hope that she keeps it right. I'm going to keep creating that space for her. The other big thing is just joy, right? Um, I get to experience the laughter and I get to experience the kidding and we, we tease each other. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, we are at this time, at the time of this, we are watching Star Trek Next Generation. I grew up with that show, right? I grew up, like, think about Like, I grew up with Captain Picard, Commander Riker, right? Um, Worf, Jordy LaForge, all like as these examples of what, what, uh, what, a, what a man could be. Right, um, and I and I got to experience that. She, we watched Voyager before, because I I wanted to specifically say, before I got her into my hero, Patrick Stewart, Captain Picard, I said, okay, I want to first show you what a female captain looks like, Captain Janeway, Patrick Voyager, and boy, she's amazing. <laughs> she's absolutely amazing. So um, anybody that says the Voyagers is a bad set of seasons, it's a bad show, they're just full of it. I, I think it's, it's a, there, there are flaws in all Star Trek, <laughs> all of it. But let me tell you, that was, that was amazing. And being able to, um, now that I'm like really saying it, is that like I've really made this intentional decision to create possibility for people. And spe- specifically outside of the general to create a possibility for my wife and my daughter to show them like, hey, there's these other things that can exist out there. And, and my core way of doing that has been through medium, through conversation, through fiction of saying, here are these people that are great. You know, outside, the, like, it can be very challenging out there. But um, that, so I think that um, the other, I said, I said joy, but the other big piece is that um, they want to be around me. I want to be around them and they want to be around me. I think that's, that's big. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of, I think a lot of fathers have, I would say unconsciously made choices in their life and maybe their family doesn't want to be around them anymore. And I know that we have a lot of models of the grumpy grandpa, right. Or, and then the grumpy grandpa that has the healing, right. That goes through the transformation that is shown that he is loved, right. There's that generational um, in the same way that there's generational wealth and generational poverty, there's generational emotional issues, right? And I think that um, part of part of what I chose not to take on was my my lines way of being, uh, and showed up in that way. I don't know. I, I can't. I know that's it, it. Sounds ephemeral, but it's very real. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're wanting to spend time with you. I mean, that's a huge difference because there's always a choice of, Hey, I don't want to, you know, be involved or engage, especially in today's age where the phone and, you know, all kinds of other media are distracting. Right. So I think that speaks volumes that they want to be involved. And I love the fact of you sharing that it's like what was set for you as a pattern, like you've broken that generational legacy and you've set off, set out on like this healthy path to right. change and mold and customize like what you want to be intentional uh, about providing, you know, like, Hey, here's the integrity and here's the curiosity. And, 
and that everything is aligned, but you're also creating space for your daughter to discover it on her own without what you've traversed to get there. So thank you for, for sharing all that. Jay, if, if you would, how can people reach out and connect with you if they have questions, want to hear more about what you've shared today? Sure. They can go to, um, they could probably go to my website. So J-A-Y-T-W-I-N-I-N-G.com. And I'll make sure there's a contact form. So you can just shoot me, shoot me a little message and uh, you can find me online. It's, I'm, I have the privilege of being at my name, at Jay Twining on everything. <laughs> so shoot me a thing on LinkedIn, shoot me a thing on Instagram. Um, I spend most of my time on either LinkedIn or Instagram. That's probably the best way to reach out to me. And I'd, I'd welcome any comments, any questions, anything, any way I can help. Well, thank you, my friend, for for being so vulnerable and, and sharing the way you have. I really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to, to the responses that'll come back and our future conversations as well. Absolutely. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. I've, I've been, uh, I've been watching this guy. I've been watching this guy for a while. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm very privileged to be here and um, thanks for, thanks for listening. I hope that something, I hope that I have helped you um, in any way. I hope that I've helped your listener in any way uh, that I could. And um, yeah, yeah. Life, life is great and you can have whatever you want. Thank you, my friend. I agree. And I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.